got everything you need. I got my water. Great. I got a coffee. Great. I watched my scene twice. twice. Love it. Here we go. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to What More to Say with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. I almost forgot my line. <laughs> you were looking up at the sky, and I was like, is she going to come in? <laughs> Where did she go? <laughs> it was one of those moments where I was like, "It's, it's. This is my line. This is my line. It's only one." <laughs> She's Just only got one. one line, two words. I know. I need to write but it hey, down. Perfectly on brand for you. So, for anybody who's not one of our Patreon besties, because uh, I talked about this in our episode on Friday, as we record this, I still have COVID. I know. Everyone, give a round of applause to Tara this week. She has been doing all of this with um, with the Rones. Thank you. Yeah, with the Rona. She's got a crush on me. This is my third time. <laughs> <laughs> Not a crush. Oh she my does. God. She has a crush on me. But like, she needs to get over it real quick. Yeah, I will say, though, like, she lingered a lot longer the first time. Second time, you know, she kind of cut it in half. And yeah. now I will say, like, I have felt better faster. So I think okay. that, like, you know, her visits are becoming shorter. Yeah. Shorter visits. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I have a couple of friends who have COVID right now and that's like, they are laid out. It's like horrible. <gasps> really? it's like, oh, yeah. No. They're feeling terrible. Um, so I was really glad that that was not the case for you when yeah. you sent me um, your positive test. <laughs> I know. Two, two positive tests. Cause yeah. I tested positive Sunday night and we're recording this on a Friday. Tested positive Sunday night cause I had a sore throat and I was like, I know the sore throat. We've been together before. And uh, <laughs> I know this dance. Yeah. We've danced this dance. And so I took the test just to be. <laughs> just to be sure and it lit up so fast and yeah. I was like all right I'm just gonna take another one just to like I mean I know that it's that this it's one was thing. so bright I can't even see it I can't even see it so let me take another one and yeah so I uh I had two confirmations sent them to like you and my mom and Brett the trifecta so I just I sound a little bit like I'm underwater so that's why I want to say something because I just want yeah. everybody to know during our during our patreon episode there was a lot of pausing for um yeah pause for blowing my nose I the one positive thing besides my COVID test is that I did not get a cough this time oh gorgeous so that's what's new with me but speaking of Patreon we just did at the time that this will be airing our very first live episode watch and we started yeah. with lazy hazy crazy days of summer because we ended season two on Friday with Patreon yeah we're gonna do a season two in review because we just finished um mm. very sad to finish season two I know I'm very very sad it's one you know it's my favorite season I'm I'm excited to get to the later seasons because I did watch my scene before this. Oh yeah, um, twice. I, twice. Um, really needed to get into the mood, um, and I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to get there. But season two was it's great. I, yeah, I totally see why you love it so much. Oh, I know, and it was so fun to watch it with you to go through it slowly. Oh, I love that, especially after having such like strong predictions about it in our season one review, but also. Something that I did yesterday was I listened to our rankings episode from last year, last May. <laughs> we did a two-parter rankings episode. God, those girlies wouldn't shut up. I they know, those are really time. long. <laughs> I will. I do have to say, though, like, humbly, I love our podcast. Like, you know, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you do. I do, I do. Something that always got me, especially about Gilmore Girls, is like, you know, Scott Patterson is re-watching the show for the first time, and I'm like, there are so many people out there, a lot of celebrities, no matter what show they're on, who never watch the shows that they're in, or like, they yeah. didn't see certain episodes, and I'm like, how did you not watch it? Like, I would watch every episode, and now I kind of <laughs> get it, you know? It's like, yeah. once we record an episode, then, you know, we edit it, we listen back to it, and then we publish it, and then I never, ever think about it ever again, yeah. and so to listen to, especially one of like our earlier episodes, because yeah before we figured out how to edit it, it was sound. just so funny because I was like oh these girlies are so cute listen to them go and it, it was also really interesting to hear our opinions from you know almost a year ago and I'm curious how they've changed oh my gosh I have no idea I know I listened to it but I didn't tell you anything about what we said I love surprising you on the show you know that I know because I really don't remember where any of my rankings fell yeah I didn't either until I was reminded yesterday, but it made my heart really happy. I'm glad because we did it two ways. We did. We did it based on storytelling and based on like favorites. Yeah, we did do it two different ways. We did it based on storytelling and we did it based on personal preference. And that was as far as like where the seasons fell 
like on our rankings of the seasons as a whole, but we also talked about our favorite episodes and that was before we started this Patreon journey. So, well, you start with yours because you know what they are, but then I want you to tell me what mine are because I don't remember at all. And I want to see if I'm going to change where I put two. Okay. All right. So I think you all know where I stand on, on season two. Yeah. Everybody knows it's my favorite season. So my personal ranking from bottom to top was- Is this for favorite or storytelling? This is for my personal, like my personal okay. favorites. These are like comfort. Actually, let me go top to tail. Was two, three, one, five, four, six, revival, seven at the bottom. Okay. From a storytelling perspective, I very- shockingly did five I remember that's the only thing I remember about that episode is that you put five at the top and said that Logan was the best boyfriend and I like I said that in that episode mm-hmm. oh I didn't hear that I didn't uh maybe it was selective hearing but I don't know I didn't hear it you did do that I know I said it at some point I just didn't know I said it in that episode okay from a storytelling five two three six four one revival seven okay and our storytelling was basically the same um, you yeah. had five, two, six, one, four, three, a year in the life, seven. Five, two, six, one, three? Four, three. Ooh. A year in the spicy. life. Season seven. And what's interesting is you also said that you wanted to change where you put season one in our season one review a few months ago. Yeah. After watching season one, you were like, I'd actually like to rank it lower because I didn't think the storytelling was as strong. Okay, that's what I was about to ask you. Where yeah. did I end up putting one? I don't remember. And I don't know if you actually even said that you wanted to rank it, like you wanted to actually okay. rank it because you were like, I just know I want to put it lower, but I don't know where I want to put it. Oh yeah. That, and that I might think not that be I might the best thing to do second. until we're done with Patreon. Yeah. You know, on the yeah. whole. Because I think that it's easy to say, you know, I'd like to put it lower now, but... I think it's hard to say where exactly, right? Yeah, totally. I want to put it lower, but like that's exactly what I was going to say. Because I was like, if I said anything definitively, like even now, I think I'm not sure where it goes. Totally. Um, especially having like not watched three. Yeah, absolutely. But I would keep two where it you is. You would keep two yeah. where it is? Okay. Yeah. Now I'm going to tell you what your personal one was. Oh, God. Okay. It's controversial. Oh, no. Are you ready? I, I think so. Okay. Five, six. Of course. Four, three, seven, revival, two, one. Whoa. How do you feel about that? Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I still feel that way about one. Of course. No, I get it. One goes there. We weren't huge fans of season one when we watched it, when we watched it on Patreon not not in a bad way, just in a way where we yeah. were like, wow. It's also hard to say that we're not huge fans because like here we are. We're the biggest this. of fans. I just mean fans. that like season one was more disappointing, I think, for both of us because you know that's a comfort season of mine and I still love it very much. But I was it like, It was wow. more of like it didn't hold up to being torn apart. Yeah. Whereas two held up a lot more. Right. Cleanly to being torn apart. Oh, man. <laughs> I ranked the revival higher than season two. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so I said five, six, five, six, four, three, seven revival. Five, six, two, four, one. three is still okay. Right. Okay. Oh my god, I rank season two lower than season. You seven. did. I listened back and I was like, oh my god, I remember this moment because you ranked season one last, and I was like, wow, oh, okay, like lower than seven, and you were like, yeah, and I was like, okay, Logan's in season seven. I gotta. I got to respect it. And then I remember this moment when I started ranking mine and I asked you for your second from the bottom. And I said, if you say season two, we're ending this podcast right now. And you were like, wow. well, get ready to shut off all the microphones. Cause okay. My shock is worn off just a little bit. And like thinking about it, I'm like still kind of inclined to put it there. Like I love this season, but do you love it more than the revival? You know what? I think I do. Okay. I think in terms of like enjoyability, mm. I think it's where it is because I, oh, maybe that's not true. Oh my God. That's so, mm. all right, well, let's talk about it a little bit and then we'll come back and revisit it at the end of the episode. Yeah. I, I want to get into it a little bit and talk about it. Maybe yeah. that'll put you in the spirit to yeah. kind of like, you know, think yeah. about where you really want to place it. I think it. I'll put again, it a little it, higher. It's maybe really but, um, hard to do right now at this point because yeah. we're only two seasons in, you know? Oh my gosh. That is, that is a, that was a wild statement that I made. I know. I might still agree with, but I'm not sure. Oh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll revisit. We'll All get right. back. Well, let's get into let's it. Let's circle back to it. 
Okay, so let's start with the act breaks of season two, because we did this with season one. We broke it down based on what we thought the acts were. Yeah, we're just going to give a big overview, like what's going on in season two? Just a little refresher. Yeah, because I think that I said on Patreon while we were watching that I thought that episodes one through four was act one, because I do think in and of itself, it is kind of... Yeah, but this is this is where we said that maybe it's more of a prologue. Yes, because it feels like so different to what is happening in the rest of the series. It's like we don't truly start with like the season two that we know Mm. because in like going back through all of the things that we're going to go through today, um, it was kind of harder because of like we've been so entrenched in like late season two to go back and remember like Max Medina. Literally. The engagement. In doing my notes for this episode, I was like, oh my God, that was this season. It just feels so far away. It almost feels like an epilogue of season one. Yeah. Like, it's almost like we're just wrapping season one up in a little bow. That's why I call it the prologue to the season two two. beginning, which is Nick and Norris and Nancy, which I know you call that like your... That's, That's basically season, season two, episode one. Two, for anyways. Me. I mean, yeah. But you all know that I love Sadie Sadie. Yeah, because it's Sadie Sadie, Hammer and Veils, um, Red Knight on the Let. Red Knight on the Lettuce Night is what I was about to say. Sure. Red Knight on the Red Light, red light on the Wedding, on the wedding night. night. Got it. Got it. And then the road trip, trip to, to Harvard. Harvard. Yeah. So those all feel like they just like take place before like, you know, the story really starts. Almost because they have like no real bearing on what happens the rest of the season. Because mm. like we kind of like wrap up our Max feels almost. We get a little touch of it in Nick and Nora. Yeah. After that, it's like. Now we're on to bigger and better things. Oh, yeah. I completely agree with that. So then where would you say Act 1 ends? Because I would say it's probably after the Bracebridge dinner. I think maybe Runaway Little Boy. Mm, Because I feel like that kind of closes something else in terms of, I guess, like, it. I guess Rory a little bit. Mm. Because it's like, it feels like the Bracebridge dinner is where we get, like, Jess Maybe if like we're talking in terms of like Jess's storyline, because he's kind of like, he's kind of just like in and out. Not that he's no one, but he's not no one, but like they had to wrap up the Tristan storyline in order to make room for Jess being this like other guy that Dean was jealous of um, vying for Rory's attention. So I can totally understand that. I didn't realize until I just looked at the release dates of the episodes that the Bracebridge dinner was the winter finale. Yeah. And then Secrets and Loans comes in in January. So it's probably why I feel that way. I, c- I would take Runaway Little Boy or the Bracebridge Dinner as being the end of Act One. Yeah. I would say I would say the Bracebridge Dinner because of like where it ends with Jess. Mm. Because like Runaway Little Boy feels like um, maybe like it's wrapping up Tristan, but it doesn't wrap up anything in the story mm-hmm. that like it kind of lends something more in the Bracebridge Dinner mm. to do so. Yeah. But I think that that kind of extends like then... If, like, that's the end of Act 1, like, after the prologue, the end of Act 2 is There's Lost the rub. and Found. Oh, there's the rub. I think it's There's the Rub. Mm. I just think that, like, that last scene of Rory wouldn't lie, right? No, Rory wouldn't lie. Like, that oh, feels like oh, such there's an the rub Act 2 I ender. always get those confused. I always flip those around. Lost oh, and Found yeah, is yeah. before There's the Rub. Yes. Okay, yes, There's the Rub. In terms of Rory's storyline, I think that's the end of Act 2. In terms of Lorelai, I would tie in It Should Have Been Lorelai. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I feel yeah, like... you said that on Patreon, yeah. that that last scene with Chris feels very finalized. Like, that feels like her end of Act 2. Yeah, because, like, because of where it's in with Emily, because of where things go with Chris, but there's the rub is more of, like, Rory-focused. So it's, like, Nick and Norris and Nancy is, like, the beginning of Act 1, and then ends in the Bracebridge dinner and then starts back up in Richards and Stars Hollow and goes until there's no the starts back up in secrets and loans. Oh, secrets and loans, which we forget about because that is, <laughs> that is an episode that is no plot. Uh, just vibes. never remember. Always forget. <laughs> we'll get into that in a second, but yeah. yeah, it starts up again with secrets and loans and ends with there's the rub. Yes. And then I feel like dead uncles and vegetables till I can't get started Ooh, is yeah. like is good in both Luke and Lorelai and Rory and Jess, um, because that's when Rory's like so sassy towards Jess about like, you know, like they're like biting into each other a little bit. Ooh, yeah. And this is when Lorelai starts to really show up for Luke as a friend, mm-hmm. which then has like a f- the full arc of like where things go in Teach Me Tonight. So I yeah. In recap. The first four, we would consider the prologue. Mm -hmm. Act one would be Nick and Nora to Bracebridge. Act two is 
as we remember, secrets and loans. <laughs> Two, there's the rub. And then dead uncles and vegetables, too. I can't get started. Yeah. Um, and kind of like the three acts of the four. Yeah. I think that perfectly encapsulates yeah. the season. Oh, but speaking of... God, I put this second to last. <laughs> you put it second to last, my friend. Yeah. I'm going to remind myself a lot of that during this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are. So speaking of no plot, just vibes episodes, because we just brought it up. With Secrets yeah. and Loans. Something that we discovered is that there are a couple episodes in season two, and I think we felt this way about season one, but season one was just so chaotic. Yeah. Because this this idea came from TikTok, where someone was like, Gilmore Girls has no plot, it's just vibes. And I was like, no, no, no. no. But like, there are, there episodes, are a though. lot of episodes. <laughs> so which ones besides Secrets and Loans would you consider? And this is not an insult. It's a little bit no. of an insult towards Secrets and Loans, because we were like, what's going on? <laughs> But it's like, it's kind of an episode that like you turn on in the background and it's like such good vibes. It's just Gilmore Girls. It's just yeah. like, I love Secrets Snow. and Loans because it's like just a Gilmore Girls episode. It's yeah. Rory and Lorelai and Emily. Nothing's happening. Like we never hear about the house with the termites again. It's just like this little capsule episode. Yeah. And it's fun. It's yeah. A fun little episode. You know what I also feel that way about? Dead Uncles and Vegetables. Yeah. It's like this capsule episode of like just nothing's happening but yeah. like i mean things happen but like not in any way and similarly help wanted oh I yeah yeah it's like oddly well, a lot of fallout like, from the accident with emily right and the conflict between Lorelai and rory and rory going to luke and luke not being there because he's gone fishing i think that has more plot than some of the other ones it's not entirely that it is plotless like there is things that happen in it that lend well to what what's going on but I guess in the theme of like it's mostly when they have like a Gilmore parent centric like Richard yeah. and Stars Hollow is not necessarily like if we're on a spectrum Secrets and Loan is on one end and um I don't know a very plot heavy episode could be I can't get started that Richard and Stars Hollow and Help Wanted fall closer to Secrets and Loans where it's like things are happening that like you know, expand in other episodes, but mm. not so much. It's more of just sure. vibes. Yeah, I, I could I could get that. The other one that I would argue is, <laughs> you know, less plot, just vibes, is like mother, like daughter. Mm. The Puffs, Rory and yeah. Paris, like getting recruited to join the secret society that we do hear about again in season three, but like the there are no Club. immediate consequences for them breaking into Chilton we don't really get the resolution with Headmaster Charleston and Rory, even though there's a mutual understanding of like, yeah. you made me do this. We never see that guidance counselor again, the <laughs> booster club and all the women yeah. who are in the booster club and Lorelai was a part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, mm. does that include back in the saddle then too with like the business club team? That's not what that is. <laughs> the business club team obama's parade tour with <laughs> every time every time oh man with richard though it's like richard and stars hollow help wanted and back in the saddle we could argue that those are more capsulized episodes because yeah. richard's storyline is not always the central focus so it kind of does feel like a little bit of a capsule yeah. like we're getting these little nuggets but i think because it's richard and it does lend itself to like a bigger yeah. arc I don't know. Not so much. But like for the most part, it's mostly like secrets and loans. Dead and uncles. Dead uncles and like mother, yeah. like daughter. Yeah, for sure. I know you're going to disagree on this one. I know it has a lot of plot, but it doesn't feel like it. And it's the Bracebridge dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that is just vibes. I it mean, has a plot, but it's it just vibes. It does have a plot. It is the first time that we really recognize Rory's peaked interest in Jess. Yeah, the glance bridge dinner, as we called it, because we did they call are it famously, doing nothing but glancing, but at, glancing each at each other. Yeah, but yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of vibes. Well, I do want to know how you feel now about the Bracebridge dinner because you had a lot to say about it in rankings in the season one we'll review. Get there. We'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll get there. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I, I'm a little no sparkly hard on it, but I understand where you're coming from. It's mostly vibes. There is plot, but it's mostly vibes. Yeah, I, I get it. That, I think that's a yeah. huge reason why a lot of people like it. Yeah. Again, no plot, just vibes isn't a bad thing. It's just... No, no, no. It's just there's no plot and vibes.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. So speaking of no plot, there are a lot of storylines that I think fall off and not necessarily that they needed to be recovered, but like no. there are storylines that fall off. There are plot holes in the season, some inconsistencies. Let's break of them course. down. <laughs> there has to be. I'm going to try to go as chronologically as I can, but like, let's okay. start with Rachel. I think it was nicely wrapped up in season one, but right. like, we don't ever really hear about her ever again. We hear about her once and yeah. it's in Secrets and Loans when Lorelai's talking about the Rachel property. Right, yeah. And she says to Luke, like, I'm sorry, I will stop saying her name over and over again. But that's the yeah. only other time we hear about her and then we is never Is that in Secrets and Loans or is that in Ins and Outs of Inns when she's starting her business because she's calling it the Rachel property and she's trying to come up with a name for her business entity? All I can see is her sitting at the, at the diner, diner and, and I thought offering she's like business help. Yes. I thought she was like, fill me up. That's your sixth cup yeah. or fifth I think cup. That's, I think that's the ins and outs of ins because that's when Luke is like helping her with her business. You could be right. Yeah. Because I think she does end up doing a title search on the Rachel property and it's Fran's place and then Suki and yeah because Mia's there uh, yeah but either way they talk about her once and then she's dead and gone and buried yeah never which to I, her surface. I don't know do you feel like they wrapped that storyline up the best way they could at the end of season one yeah I, think I mean so. what were we ever gonna do with Rachel ever again we That's always fair. talk about her being Anna Nardini but you know so long farewell to our adventurous friend Rachel, the yeah. most boring girl flinging herself lived. out of planes. I hope she's Cliff, doing well. Cliff flinging. Yeah. But she's doing speaking well. of ex-significant others, the biggest plot hole I would argue in season two is where the hell did Max Medina go? Where did Max Medina go? We know that he's no longer in Lorelai's life, but like that was so unresolved. And I think one of the most major plot holes in this yeah. entire series. Well, we talked about that in plot holes because yeah. we were like, what happened here? It's mostly because in um, Red Light on the Wedding Night, when Max shows up and he's going to come to her house the next day mm. to bring his printer drop off his printer and it's like did he show up at the house is that how he the, found out like that they weren't getting like, married they ran away to harvard on their road trip mm. and max showed up with his printer walked up to the front door and no one was home holding a printer and he had to like take it back to his car yeah <laughs> i don't know I that's all no i can think about i have and no then, clue um, she just never called him. That we know I should have of. Called. That's the thing is like we never get. I think we decided that maybe he le she left him a voicemail. Yeah. Or maybe she wrote him a letter. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's just left so open-ended because they talk about it in the road trip to Harvard. Or at least Rory tries to talk to her about yeah. it in that episode. And she's just met with a lot of resistance from Lorelai. And a lot of um, a lot of like it's over. You know, like, yeah. we're meant to believe there's closure there because she's like, it's over. I'm not doing it. We're done. Yeah. And then we get him again in Nick and Norris and Nancy very briefly. Yeah. And then we don't see him. Yeah. We get the very sad scene of her saying that I really wanted you to be my stepfather. Oh, uh, yeah. That sucks. You know what? I really wish. I wish the Gilmores had a ring doorbell for when Max Medina walked up to the door. Holding the printer. Knocked, holding the printer. And was like, hello. Would you really have liked Ding to dong. see that? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I would. Can I tell you something? Um, in the rankings sure. episode, uh, we were talking about our favorite episodes of season two, and that was when you said, I love when Roy breaks her arm. <laughs> <laughs> the silence I do. after you said it for the very first time, I was like, uh, there she is. 
And thus, a quote was born. I love it. You, you can't put words back in your mouth. No, no. You just love the conflict. And that in that same episode, you said, I need a shirt that says I'm here for the conflict. And I was uh, like, because I am. You That's are. what I showed up here to do. That's true. That's why I watched Mitch and Huntsberger yelling before every episode we record. Twice. So speaking of Max Medina, I will say the last little bits we get about Max in season two are in Runaway Little Boy with the ice cream maker. And that is also also something that we never really find out who sent it. That one was confusing as well because Suki was so excited about it. And then she was like, I don't want it. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean you don't want it? What? You're so excited. You literally like (laughs) hugged it as soon as she opened it. And then she didn't want it. So weird. But yeah. Anyway, Max Medina, we don't know where you are, but I guess we'll see you in season three. (laughs) We hope you're doing well. Yeah. Hope your therapy is going okay. Yeah. As it turns out, it doesn't, given what happens in three, but we'll get there. We'll get there. This next one is not necessarily a plot hole, just a clarification, because I've seen some people either comment, message us about Tristan's departure and how Chad Michael Mm. Murray actually left to do One Tree Hill, not Dawson's Creek. I'm here to tell you, he left to do Dawson's Creek. (laughs) I know. Everyone loves to correct us that he left for One Tree Hill, but this came about because both of us posted this on TikTok and people corrected us. Oh, people got real mad at us. Because we said One Tree Hill. But he did leave to do Dawson's Creek, which filmed in North Carolina. In Wilmington, North Carolina. Same place that One Tree Hill filmed at. It's a common misconception because... Like, especially if you're watching this show back, it's such a cheeky joke because Chad Michael Murray's claim to fame is One Tree Hill. And yeah. that was very, very famously shot in North Carolina, took place in North Carolina. So when he says, Tree I'm Hill. going to military school in North Carolina, we're all like, ah, ha, ha, One Tree Hill. But fun fact, Dawson's Creek was also filmed there. And if you look at the timestamps on everything. It was the next thing that he went to do. Runaway Little Boy's air date was November 27th, 2001. So it was in the fall season of 2001. Dawson's Creek was also airing at that time, their fifth season. And then Chad Michael Murray's character, Charlie, like was through that whole season, which went into 2002. Yeah. One Tree Hill did not debut until the fall of 2003. So yeah. even if he was offered the role of lucas scott he probably didn't start filming until early 2003 so whether he left to do this role or not he did dawson's creek first i think he left to do dawson's creek yeah that's the only thing that makes sense but people do love to shout at us that we're wrong about that they do we're we're not we promise we did our research because we were also yelled at (laughs) we promise the next one is one that we mentioned in like mother like daughter the puffs that whole storyline kind of fades away same with the booster club it kind of comes back in season three when francie starts like weirdly blackmailing or bullying rory and she's like i'm the leader of the puffs and we're like we know francie we were there yeah but like this is that thing though where it's like such an inconsistency of secret societies because it's such a secret when rory learns about it but then later on they're just like throwing it around like it's an extracurricular and not a secret society yeah happens with the puffs and the life and death brigade where it's just like suddenly it's common knowledge yeah exactly (laughs) but with the boosters we also get it around the same time that lorelei goes back to the booster club yeah Because she has to before Rory graduates and that's where she sees Max again and, you know, the whole thing happens. But I just find it odd that there's like no mention of the fact that she used to be in the booster club, that some of the moms who were there. She liked it. She did really enjoy it. Yeah. Because that was like the difference between like mother, like daughter was that like, like mother, like daughter also applied to Lorelai and Emily because Lorelai actually ended up having a lot of fun with those women who were friends with Emily. So it's like. Why did that not continue? Because she had a good time. Yeah. Very interesting. I mean, I kind of like that it's isolated to that one episode. But when it comes back with the Booster Club in season three, it's just interesting that there's kind of like no mention of it. No mention. It's It's its own little plot hole. Yeah. The next one we talked about on our plot holes episode, but Mia and the timeline there and when Lorelai arrives at the end, because in the ins and outs of in, she talks about, you know, it was 15 years ago, almost to the day that this little thing came with an even littler thing on my doorstep. And at that point, Rory would have been two. So we're kind of yeah. like calling into question when Lorelai arrived in Stars Hollow. And we yeah. did a breakdown of that in our plot holes episode because I was very curious yeah. what that looked like. And there's still no real answer. <laughs> no, we still don't really know. <laughs> The next one I wrote down was Kirk's siblings. In A Tisket a Tasket, he talks about having 12 brothers and sisters, and we never, ever hear about that again. <laughs> was that an exaggeration? Was he lying to Jackson? I don't know. You'd have to imagine that if he was, like, the town is so small, Jackson must have known if he had 12 brothers and sisters, right? I kind of wish that they would have... <laughs> 
dressed up Sean Gunn in a bunch of as like as a bunch of different men and like walking around town and they were like all of Kirk's brothers <laughs> like every time we saw Sean Gunn in a different outfit it, it was like not Kirk it was yeah. one of his brothers oh it's hilarious that's a lot of brothers and sisters I think I've shared this before my grandma is one of 15 yeah in that episode you talked about that and I was like wow I know it's crazy it's crazy to have that many siblings but very possible I just think that if you had that many siblings in a small town like this you would know all you of them. would know all about it and they kind yeah. of act like Kirk is an only child throughout the rest of the series yeah he that's could why just I'm be like, the one that lying. stayed home to live with his mom <laughs> very fair and they all left they and they all, all left Sir's Hollow yeah god what a spinoff that bubbles. would be <laughs> the many siblings of Kirk Gleason Kirk and his mom plus 11 doesn't roll quite off the tongue like John Kate plus eight but man would it Kirk- sell <laughs> Kirk and his mom plus 11 no. <laughs> that doesn't roll off the tongue at all. The oh, Gleason man. 12? Yeah, the Gleason 12. Let's <laughs> Kirk and his mom plus 11 coming to TLC soon. God, I can't wait. Actually, the last two that I have we talked about in our episode on Friday. Where did Rune go? Where did Rune go? Why was Missing he not at person Sophie and report. Jackson's wedding? Wait, I, last we heard, he was in the potting shed. He moved in. He also worked at the Brace Michelle Bridge killed dinner. him. Michelle disappeared him. I told you he was going to step on him. <laughs> the same way that the mafia just, like, disappeared Shane, they disappeared Rune. But I, what a perfect opportunity to see him again or to kind of, like, wrap up him. Or like, I don't know if we needed yeah, to. Yeah, rile Jackson up at the wedding or something. Oh, Yeah. I, it just, it would have been a great cameo. The last time we skirt. saw him was Bracebridge Dinner. And then we never see him again, which is okay, but... When does he move into the potting shed? In season one, Emily in Wonderland. Right, right, right. So, I don't know. The other person who was not at Suki's wedding, and we're wondering if he was invited, Luke. Right. Kirk comes into the diner, and I can't get started, and Luke is at the diner, which he needed to be to see Jess, my favorite moment of all time. And right, right. I just find it odd that he wasn't going to Suki's wedding but was he invited to Suki's that wedding was, that was the question because like the hobo goes I said maybe just his plus one went mm. um and he yeah. de- he declined but accepted for the hobo um yeah I feel like he had to have been invited like Suki's not that close to Kirk but Kirk went and it's yeah. like it's like a town thing there's only yeah. 40 people in a five mile radius and like Luke seems to be the only one that didn't go but not off brand for Luke I mean he wouldn't even step outside and into the town square for Lorelai and Max's engagement party and I know that yeah. that had a lot of extra meaning to it yeah but at the same time he's not on speaking terms with Lorelai right now well I wish that would have been kind of clarified yeah. that like he wasn't going to go but I don't know I just wish I said this in that episode. I wish that he would have gone and would have continued to pretend like everything was fine and dandy with Lorelai. It would have made Suki's wedding really, really horrible for Lorelai. It would have made it extra spicy because it would have been very interesting for Luke to witness what happened with Chris and Lorelai. Oh my God. Can you imagine if Luke was like sitting in like the audience, the congregation of family, like after this happened and he was just like sitting there like in the front row, just like staring at her Mm. after Chris had like done this to her. Like, because Luke is always the one that shows up there. Mm. That would have been really interesting. Yeah. I, like, almost just cried thinking about that. Just because, like, Luke is, like, he's always the one that's there for her. Like, that's why I'm so excited to watch, um, do our live watch on Sunday? Or to have done our live watch that already happened. Yeah. That we have not yet done. Yeah. Um, Because the end of three, like, the Luke and Lorelai of it all, like, mm. But yeah. The end of the day, he, there was no indication that he got invited. He just didn't go. Yeah. So and weird. I wish that would have like been clarified in some way. It's I Lou. They're Again, Lou. I think it was used as a plot device for him to be at the diner when Jess shows up. Yeah, I just, I also would have loved that though if like he was getting ready for the wedding and he mm-hmm. had to like go upstairs and Jess was there. He's like, "Where are you going? I'm going to a wedding." And he's like, "Roy's not at her house. She's going to be at the wedding." And like Jess trails him there. Yeah, I think that would have made sense. I can make all this make sense. <laughs> Which I love. I love. Like, make it make sense. You you did a great job. Thank you. <laughs> but speaking of Jess. We love speaking of Jess this season. Some of us more than others. It's you. No, it's you. Roll roll the tape where no. Haley says no. she's team Jess. Roll okay. it. Roll it. Roll it. Roll it. That is a lie. It's not a lie. First of all, don't, don't tell lies about me on our podcast. Did you say it? 
Because, well, let, hold on, hold on. Who talks about Jess more? It is you. Of course. But I did also talk about Jess quite a bit, I will admit. I never would say that I'm Team Jess in a loud voice. I might whisper that at some point this season, I'm not Team Jess, but my Team Jess vibes got stronger. I'm not Team Jess. I'm not. It's only because we haven't met one blonde man in particular, the only blonde man that I will ever love. I do love Niall Horan as well. He's blonde. But okay. I can only have one. It's just Logan Huntsberger, right. um, if you didn't know who I was talking about. But no. <laughs> Am I protesting too much? <laughs> yeah. Your arms are crossed. Anyway. We did we talk Jess a lot about... Season. <laughs> we met Jess this season. And we met a lot of new characters. We did. Not as many as last season, because everyone was new. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but we were introduced we to everyone. some very exciting characters. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong... I oh, think I we met Bootsy this season. We did. He's we on my did. list. We met yeah. Bootsy. We met Tom, the contractor. That was the next on my list. Oh, because we know? meet him. We meet him unnamed, and then we meet him named later. Yes. We meet Mia, Mia. who is maybe a little bit of a villain. We come yeah. to find. She yeah. is here for the drama. Um, she's not here to make friends. <laughs> Sherry. We meet Sherry. We meet Sherry. I forgot to put that down. You're right. We did yeah. meet Sherry. Who, controversially, like, we talked about this in It Should Have Been Lorelai. I did not like Sherry in that episode. And yeah. you loved Sherry in that episode. I loved Sherry. I thought Sherry I liked was, her less ooh. as we went on and talked. Yeah. But, like, I really, yeah, I liked Sherry a lot. No, I did not like Sherry in that episode for the first time. Because I usually feel pretty mid. I know that she's there to be conflicting. I know she's there to, like... Yeah, have a wrinkle-free dress. Yeah. But then she's there to, like, cause a wrinkle in everything else around her except for her dress. <laughs> but, like, she's really there for, like, an introspective moment for Lorelai because she's like, wow, Chris is getting it together. She said, I don't care about you. I just want to know your daughter. And that just rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, girl. There's the rub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was really off-putting for me. I did not like her in that episode. Maybe that's why I forgot to put her on the list. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> we meet Michelle's mom, mm-hmm. who we never Giselle. see again. Giselle, who we never, Gigi. ever see again. I love her. You know who else we meet that I, I said this when we watched the episode that I wish we kind of got a little bit more of? I liked the lady cop in oh, yeah. uh, the ins and outs of ins. Because um, we don't have like a, a Stars Hollow like definitive cop. We have that guy. The only guy that I can reference is in partings. Mm. Um, he shows up, I feel like other times yeah Um, but there's not like anyone that's like really named no um, that we know of but yeah I liked her there's also someone who shows up in season four when they bring Jess's car back to Luke's oh yeah I don't think that's the same guy I forget what they it's like thanks Kip thanks Kip like you know like something like that (laughs) yeah um because Luke Mm, seems to know him but it's just interesting because like you would think in such a small town you'd have someone like this cop who knows everybody in town can get a head count, etc. There's also no, and Gypsy says this, there's no courthouse in town. She's like, we need to get a courthouse in this town oh, in yeah. a later season because there's none of that either. There's no like law enforcement uh, yeah. except for Taylor Dosey and the Stars yeah. Hollow Mafia. I was about to say. Um, we also meet Gypsy, speaking of, in Richard and Stars Hollow. Oh my gosh, yeah, Gypsy's here. Gypsy's here. <laughs> Did we meet Brad Langford this season? Or was that last season? No, we meet Brad Langford this season in, uh, in Runaway Little Boy. Yeah. Cause I'm Brad from third period Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. And then we re-meet him <laughs> when oh, he comes back. And it should have been Lorelai. Yeah. And then yeah. again in Back in the Saddle again. God, oh, I love, I love him. I want Adam Wiley on this show so bad. I got to reach out to him. We yeah. would have so much fun. He loves this show and he loves to like he if you don't follow Adam on TikTok, you should. He's a magician, which is very cool. He's on TikTok, too. That's what I just said. Did you say Insta? Did I, I? I heard Instagram. That was great. He's also on TikTok. <laughs> I'm listening. No, we're having a great day. Um, <laughs> My ADHD yeah, if left you don't for follow a second. Adam, you should. He's great, and he's been in yeah. a ton of stuff. Theater person, magician, just like just a lot of fun. We love. We love. But anyway, yeah, we meet Brent Langford. I'm trying to think if there was anyone else. Ooh, if we're missing anybody, please let us know. Yeah, because I know we are. We we're probably totally are. We're missing, missing a huge person. We met Second Town Troubadour. We met Second Town Troubadour in season oh, one. Oh, you're right. Dang. I thought of him in as In Love, the... Daisies, and Troops. Oh, 
Duh. But we re-meet him again in Dead Uncles and Vegetables. Yeah, but that's not the first time. Oh my God, we're forgetting someone huge. Oh, Sophie Bloom. <gasps> we meet Sophie. Yeah. Very excited Carol for King. Wayne. Yeah. Carol King comes in. Because that's, that's a plot hole that we don't quite know about yet, which yeah. is like, because we talked about that on the pod. Was that last week? Mm. two weeks ago mm-hmm. i think it was last week um about how like friendships that we wish would have manifested yeah. because we just met her I oh my know. god and I help know. wanted oh i forgot about how could yeah. i how could i forget how about could, i know oh. that was that was scary the only other character that we met that we didn't mention is casty casty is roria broke her arm which you of things that we love i think it's time to get into our faves and least faves episodes Mm -hmm. particularly yeah because um this was really really hard for me to do yeah was it i'm not gonna lie i'm happy to hear that because you know when we were talking about our faves and least faves in our rankings episode and in our season one in review i feel like you were pretty firm yeah but i had a feeling or i was hopeful that it would be a little harder for you to choose because i i said before like i don't watch season two a lot i'm a like I'm a popcorn watcher of the later seasons, yeah. but it's not like I've never seen them. I've seen them well, very, course, much, yeah. very much, but it's totally. not episodes that I like go back and revisit. So yeah. like when I was coming up with my list, I was having a really hard time putting the top in order. My bottom is kind of like all over the place. Yeah. So what we decided to do, because last time I think for season one, we did top three, bottom three. This time we're going to do a top five, bottom three, but the bottom three are just kind of like in any order. Yeah. I think that for our rankings episode, we didn't really say, like, we didn't cap them. Yeah. We just kind of, like, shared what our faves and least faves were. But I would love to share mine first. And because I actually did mine, I ranked mine before listening to the episode because I didn't want any influence. Because in season one in review, we did our predictions of our favorite mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah. And I yeah. don't remember what mine were at all. Yeah. So I'm very excited to compare to what I thought I versus what I come what I came up with. I know, me too. So I listened to the episode after I did my rankings because right. I didn't want any influence. So in our rankings episode, I said that my favorites were There's the Rub, The Bracebridge Dinner, and A Tesca to Tasket, in that order. Okay. I said that my least favorites in no particular order were The Road Trip to Harvard, It Should Have Been Lorelai, and Presenting Lorelai Gilmore. Okay. And then in the season one in review we did a couple months ago, I said that my favorite would be There's the Rub and my least favorite would be The Road Trip to Harvard. And how did that shake out? It actually shook out exactly the same. I imagine As far so. as like a top five, my top five are There's the Rub, followed by Bracebridge Dinner, A Tisket, A Tasket, I Can't Get Started, and Sadie Sadie. Those are my top five Okay. Episodes. Wait, can you say them again? There's the Rub, Bracebridge Dinner, A Tisket, A Tasket, I Can't Get Started, Sadie Sadie. Okay. I just love Sadie Sadie as a premiere. Um, yeah. You know I love that banter in the diner with Luke and Lorelai. Oh, I Honestly, know you maybe do. I would just take that scene. <laughs> well, that was what, that was hard for me is because there were some where I was like, oh, I love this moment. I love yeah. this scene. I love what's going on here. Mm. But like, if I could just take it and isolate it and take rid of everything else, I would. Yeah, I know. I have some honorable mentions, but I'm going to hold off on saying them until I hear what okay. your faves are. Okay. My least faves, in no particular order... It should have been Lorelai, which I had predicted. Right. Save yeah. the CD drop scene. Because I love the CD drop that they do. Yeah. It's so fun. I also love the fight with Emily at the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, presenting Lorelai Gilmore. And Secrets and okay. Loans. Okay. They're just bland to me. Kind of boring. It should have been Lorelai rubbed me the wrong way because of Sherry. Yeah. But I will say that I enjoyed the road trip to Harvard a lot more watching it with you, which I expected that I probably would. Yeah. It's not necessarily at the bottom, though it is not one that I would like grab for. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, totally. So those are mine, which feels very like on brand for me. I expect the same thing from you in season five and season six. Oh, (laughs) yeah. You like have the ones you love and you know the season so well that you're just like, this is who I I know. My season six one is like already set in stone. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But I did develop a a deep appreciation for other episodes. And again, those are like my honorable mentions. But I want to talk about those after yours. Yeah. So do you want me to say mine or do you want to tell me my predictions are? I would love for you to tell us what yours are now. Now, and I okay. will tell you what your predictions were or what Ooh, yours okay. were in rankings after. Great, great. Okay, so I'm going to go from bottom to top. 
Okay. Starting at number five is There's the Rub. Okay. I've always liked that episode and I mm-hmm. thought I was going to put it a lot higher, but when yeah. I started getting to like the other ones that I love, I was really, you know, really excited yeah, yeah. by it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next is I Can't Get Started mm, because such like, a good episode. this was the one we, you posted this on Instagram the other day, but like literally the moment that I finished this episode, I texted you and said, wow, I love Gilmore Girls. I know. <laughs> it's one of the best season finales in my opinion. It's so good. It's so good. Like, part of me wants to put it a little bit higher, but, like, the episodes I have higher, I love. So, for number three, I actually tied them because I really couldn't decide which one I wanted. And that's Nick and Norris and Nancy and Teach Me Tonight. Like, (gasps) I love them for different reasons. Okay. But, like, I couldn't, like, definitively, and it felt like a Jess moment. Like, of course. you know, like the introduction well, of Jess, the, Jess the departure arc. of Jess. Exactly. Yeah. It's Rory breaking her arm. But yeah, like there was just, I really couldn't decide. Mm. Um, so that's, both of those are three because I couldn't. Um, number two is the road trip to Harvard. You love that episode. <laughs> I love that episode yeah. so much. There's just something about that. Cause like, I guess in like no plot, just vibes that kind of feels like that because like oh, true. it's, um, it's almost like trailing off of the plot mm. um, as Less so than, like, you know, that's, like, nothing really valid. impacts it. Yeah, but like, they have, like, snippets of the plot. But I think that that's something that I, that's the gripe maybe I have with it, is that yeah. they're, like, they're at the cat club, and then they go to Harvard, and, like, not a lot of it takes place in Stars Hollow, and it's, like, kind of extracted from this massive upheaval of Lorelai and Max's relationship that we get no resolution on. And maybe that's why I've always, like, but like, like yeah, hands Yeah, but in the same way, it. it's, like seeing Rory go to Harvard for the first time which yeah is very like special wanted and like the end of it where Luke is encouraging her to like start the inn and yes. like she has this moment where she could like wallow about Max but she's like getting started on her future I'm there's just something about I love yeah. and when Rory's like I, I'm never gonna read all the books I want to read in my life I'm like this is me I love yeah. it um and at number one is Lorelai's graduation day yes which I had a feeling would be your number one I loved that episode at the end of that so much like from beginning to end like the setup of it like Lorelai with her parents like and as much as I hate that like Rory missed it yeah I'm like there's just something about like it just being her and her parents there so I'm just like oh my god am I gonna start crying right now yeah maybe a little bit but like oh such a beautiful moment we said on Patreon that we were so pleasantly surprised by this episode being as solid as it was I know I forgot how much I love it and like how much I I didn't even mention like just and Rory in New York but like I know also great but like kind of trumped by the fact that Lorelai and Emily and Richard get this moment together that they a were not meant to at the beginning of this episode because Lorelai wasn't even going to go to her graduation Rory convinces her to Rory invites Emily and Richard Lorelai thinks they won't want to come Rory doesn't end up making it there so like she probably would have looked at Rory but instead it's just an isolated moment with her and her parents that is so gorgeous. I love it. Gorgeous no notes. And then this was the episode where I was like, I think I'm team jazz because like, it's just, (laughs) it's just lives in the moment when she's getting on the bus and he comes with her and he's just leaning against the door. I know. And they're just standing there. And I'm just like, I know. Like, I'm like, this is where team Jess lives. This Mm. is their address and their mail right here to this scene. And I just like, Oh, I felt it's it. So I felt good. it deep in my bones, deep in my Team Logan bones. Yeah. So like, know. you know, that hit me hard. But yeah, it's isolated there. Like, because I definitely lose that feeling as we go through season three. I'm intrigued to see how the feelings evolve, devolve, whatever during season Because three. if you were here for season one on Patreon, I had such cutie vibes for Dean. I had cutie vibes for Dean even in early season two. Yeah, but this is different than having cutie vibes for Jess. You don't have cutie vibes for Jess. You're like, oh, I love him. No, I I do. Like, it's just like in that moment. You never inched towards being team Dean. No, I like, it was also because I was reading a lot of YA romance at the time. (laughs) And I was like, oh, Dean. Um, But yeah, it was like that scene before they get on the bus. I was just like, so good. So good. Yeah. So go over it. For me one more time in order. I'll go, for, I'll go from top to bottom. So number one is Lorelai's graduation day. Yeah. Number two is the road trip to Harvard. Yeah. Number three is tied with Nick and Norris and Nancy and Teach Me Tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, number four is I Can't Get Started. And number five is There's the Rub. Like Love. those are all such good episodes. Okay. I will say it now in my ranking. I'll say five, six, four, three, two. I'm going to move it up. You're gonna above move it up. Okay. Revival in seven. That five, was six, like four, three, two. Okay. You're gonna you're gonna move it up. Yeah. I'm I have to move it up. 
That's just it. so rude of me to do I, that to all of those amazing episodes. I thank you. <laughs> I I get it. I fully get it. Yeah. Because it's hard to do when you're so zoomed out and you're looking at a series as a whole. Yeah. And also I know how much you love season seven and the, the revival because of the Logan of it all. Yeah. Because but like if I'm being honest, that feeling that I got at the end of I can't get started, I don't think I'll send you a text message like that in season seven or the revival of course not. and I think that that's really definitive so like it has to move up yeah oh I, I mean it might it you. might move up after welcome. future future seasons Truly. but like but welcome I'm happy you're here it's up <laughs> great I'm happy you're here I'm writing this down do you want me to give you my least favorite my bottom rankings or I do. do you want me to tell me no my... I want to I want you to give me your least favorite rankings before I tell you okay I was surprised that you didn't include this one in yours but it was runaway little boy Cause I just like, yeah, I don't know. I it's it. like, it's like the Dean of it all. The yeah. Tristan. Yeah. Like, Cause I love Tristan. Like, you know how much of like a, I suddenly turned around and was like a Tristan girl in season one. But this episode I was like, Oh, get this guy out of here. Too many words are coming out of his mouth. Like, yeah. Yeah. Done. I also said it should have been Lorelai. Mm-hmm. As much as I loved Sherry, that episode was just so like, yeah. Kind of mid, uh, right? Yeah. Mid. A season that has such strong episodes if you're a mid episode, I'm sorry. It wasn't even mid. It was kind of bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, meh. I also said Secrets and Loans, but very begrudgingly because I really like that episode. But like in the long run, it just is kind of like, eh. It's just kind of, it's, I think what got me was the fact that like, we never hear about these things again. One of the things I forgot to include in our plot holes of season two, Secrets and Loans should have been its own thing. Like the the episode as a whole, the house and Lane as a cheerleader. Yeah. We never hear about this again. We talk hole. about it in plot holes, but like the entire episode was a plot hole. I would totally have it on in the background and love it. Sure. Like I love a full But I could do the dishes episode. while it's on. Yeah. So I get it. It's good. It's not yeah. bad. But like like in the way that like Runaway and Should Have Been, like those mm. are more like actual bottoms where Secrets and Loans is kind of just like there because like they're better episodes. Presenting yeah. kind of falls in that, but I think I liked that episode a lot better than you did um, because I just remember when we were recording that, like, I felt a lot more like, yeah. you know, and I was just like, oh, BattleBots, whatever. Um, also, Libby, the character we meet in presenting Lorelai Gilmore, we meet her and she comes back as a different character in season six. Yeah, as Walker, one of the bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. I wish mm-hmm. she would have, like, known Rory. That would have oh, been I know. That would have been fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, an honorable mention in the bottom. <laughs> Just say it, Haley. I just don't. I Why? don't enjoy the Bryce the the Bracebridge. Sorry, I don't enjoy the Bracebridge dinner, and it's like, oh man, I like literally can't explain it. Like those other ones are like my bottom, but like this one's always like, and I don't know if it's like I'm resistant to it because everyone loves it, but it's like the pacing of it is really off. Like it's really fast. Like it's really it's tons of really short scenes mm-hmm. that it doesn't feel like we build a lot um there are scenes that I love like the carriage rides oh my god one of my favorite lines of the season is Clara seven (laughs) (laughs) and like I love that Paris comes I know we get a little mac and cheese Paris yeah like the preview of the camaraderie of everything is very exciting yeah because like I know that you loved like dead uncles and this because it's like they're very town centric yeah and I knew that um yeah it's just like something about it it's like I mean I feel the same way about the road trip to Harvard and it's not because everybody loves it it's moreover that I'm just like eh it's fine but there are people who love it you love it like it's in your top and for me Bracebridge is in my top but you know I get it. I literally wrote down here, does Haley still have disdain for the Bracebridge dinner? Yeah. Do you think it's Clara? Is it Clara? It's not not Clara. You literally said that verbatim in the rankings episode. (laughs) You went, it's not not Clara. So glad to know that we're still consistent. Yeah. I'm glad to maintain some sense of consistency. But like, I think there's like a lot of pressure to like it too, for some reason, because Mm. so many people like Pinnacle. Um, But yeah, I just think I really don't like the pacing of it. I don't like the way that they set a lot of the things up, like where they set up the conflict of what's going on. Like when they're building the snowman, the um, dialogue feels really forced. That did feel very forced. I remember us saying that. We were like, okay, why are you spelling this out for us? I don't love when the show does that because they're so smart with their writing that it becomes very obvious when they do things like like, that. That's like um, Lorelai's graduation day. Like they set that one up so well. Mm -hmm. 
So it's like, but I mean, it was, it was written by Daniel Palladino and he does write a lot of my favorite episodes. Mm -hmm. So actually, did he write Lorelai's Graduation Day? I don't think so. Yeah. He did? He did. Oh. Well, he wrote, he wrote one of my top episodes, but he also wrote like You Jump, I Jump Jack. So it's like, you know, hit and miss. But like, I I feel like, I feel like that was a Daniel Palladino miss. Mm. Um, Okay. Much to the controversy of... (laughs) Everyone who loves it. You. <laughs> everyone. Um, it's not quite as controversial as where I ranked season two last year. That's true. That was really spicy. Um, but it's not the bottom. It's more of an honorable mention. I get that. I feel the same way about the road trip to Harvard for me. It's like, yeah. it's not at the bottom anymore. I have a level of appreciation for it. I totally there are see other it. episodes yeah. that I would put below it. I see why people love the road trip to Harvard in the same way you see why people love Free Bridge Dinner. It's just yeah. not one of my faves. That's exactly. it. That's okay. The, it's why the No Sparkly Heart was invented. Exactly. So I'm going to share with you what your predictions Ooh, were. Oh, I can't wait to hear. Were any of them right? A lot of them were right. A lot oh, of them were wow. right. However, no in your faves... I think you put in a lot more faes than you expected to. Um, oh. I think that like Lorelai's now graduation day now. I think okay. Lorelai's graduation day is one that neither of us would have expected no. to love, love that episode, yeah. right? So in the rankings episode, you said that your favorite episode would be "Teach Me Tonight." Mm, wow, yeah, you said that the makes same sense. thing in season one in review. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You said that that was going to be your absolute favorite episode. And in rankings, that was when you went, I love when Rory breaks her arm. I do. I, do. I Yeah. I think that like and as a whole, like if I could pick out just that little piece, that's very high up there for me. But yeah. like, um, yeah, it only dropped because these other episodes that I hadn't seen and like fully like dived into mm. rose to the surface. Like yeah. Lorelai's graduation day. Like, oh, and I forgot yeah. how much like cozy, cozy, cozy road trip to Harvard was. Yeah. And then Nick and Nora just felt like it they just felt like the same vibe for some reason. Totally. No, I fully hear that. It almost that. feels like a the precursor to it because it's mm-hmm. like, um, who can Lorelai kind of fight? Yeah. Jess is kind of in Rory's life. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh. Included in your faves in rankings as well, you put There's the Rub and The Road okay. Trip to Harvard. Those oh, were your great. Fave. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I yeah. was actually surprised that you ranked There's the Rub lower, but you were saying that you initially thought you would have ranked it higher, but other I, episodes yeah. just kind of started to beat it out as you were talking. Yeah. As you were thinking about it. I put, when I first made the list, with Lorelai's graduation day, and there's the rub. Yeah. But then I was like, wait, there's so many, like, there's I so know. many good episodes. So, like, I know. they kind of went out. What did I say was going to be my least favorite? You said your least favorite in rankings would be the Bracebridge dinner. Like, that was mm. when you revealed your disdain for the Bracebridge dinner. Yeah. It was last May. And you also said runaway little boy. Exactly. But in the season one in review, you... Of course, mentioned Bracebridge Dinner because that was controversial. <laughs> but you said uh, presenting Lorelai Gilmore would be your least fave. I ended up liking it a lot more than I thought I did. Yeah. But you did put it in your least faves, kind of. Kind of. It was more of like, I think Honorable I... Honorable mention. I think I like it more than Bracebridge. Don't say um, that to me. But... <laughs> say it in front of me. That's an inside thought. Okay, close your eyes and I'll say it again. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I ended up liking that one a lot more than I yeah. thought I did. But... Yours were you know, still pretty much in line with what you expected them to be, but I think yeah. that you ended up liking a lot more of them. Yeah. I ended up like liking a lot more a lot of them more. ended up rising to the occasion that I think either one of us expected for you. I know. I great. It was unexpected. And I think that that was what like going into this season was like, kind of like kind of my thought because season two, I did rank it very, very low. Mm. Um, but it's just because I like never come back to these first two seasons, but like as a whole, something that we just talked about was that like at the end of our episode from Friday was that season two feels like such a good season in terms of the story just like the overall arc arc. everything that's going on episodes feel like they like link together really well yeah whereas like season three feels like episode moments like it's like big events Mm. um and so going into that knowing that like it was like less of a fave because I wasn't like picking out like the big moment episodes like there's no like dance marathon episode yeah like thanksgiving like that sort of thing yeah so going into it knowing it was your fave and how much you loved yeah. it and knowing that i kind of had like a very low expectations the yeah. bar was very low i think you were pleasantly surprised oh yeah and, like speaking of the fact that this is your favorite season mm. there are so many favorite moments that we have that we like i feel like we could totally get into that like favorite fights favorite friday mm. night dinners mm. favorite quotes like yeah and we also asked people 
on our Instagram to write in their superlatives, most likely to this, most likely to that. So there's so much more for us to break down when it comes to season two and so much for us to predict about season three. Speaking of, we'll have to make our predictions for our coffee count for season three. And reveal our coffee count for season two. But we'll have more to say on that in the next episode. If you want more Gilmore to say, join us on Patreon for a spoiler-full recap podcast, Gilmore Revisited, where you can access weekly episodes, monthly merch discounts, and a community page of your fellow Gilmore-obsessed besties. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Gilmore to Say Podcast, where you can find links to our Patreon and merch and stay up to date with all things Gilmore to Say. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, Hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.